So when we act certain ways as long-term Christians and we act out our perfect human being reality, unbelievers or people newer in the faith might look at us and be like, whoa, whoa, that's not God. That's not, that's not God. Welcome back to the JXW Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Poetics, and if you are new here at the JXW, we strive to help you pursue God, seek freedom, and acknowledge your God-given gifts. Yo, I want to ask you a question, a really deep question, and it's probably going to take you off guard, but you've already seen the title to this episode, so you're not even surprised. Are you the problem? Like, are are you the problem? Are you the problem in somebody else's life? Like, think about that. Answer that honestly, because we can say, oh, we're not the problem or we're a perfect being in a perfect world. At least that's what we want to think that we are. But I want to challenge you today and I want you to think about if you are the problem in somebody's life. Now, specifically, I'm talking about are we the problem in church spaces are we the are we blocking a a life from being saved and, and being transformed by jesus christ are we blocking the success story that's what this episode is about i want to challenge you and to actually like really make you think oh am i the problem how am i going to do that well i'm going to start with my own story and we're going to like work backwards and we're going to think about your story how I grew up in a church space, I am a Christian through and through, absolute Christian. Like, I've grown up the youngest of five, <laughs> grew up in church, everything was church. I was building the church, building the church, so much building the church. I contribute everything, my blood, sweat, tears, literally <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. I've done it all, but I did not have a relationship with God until I hit my stumbling block. I did not have a relationship with God until I just like pressed up against a rock, hit my toe and was like, oh, God, whoa, (laughs) I don't even know you like I thought I did. I don't even know anything about you. And I came to the point where I was like, wow, I need to see God. I need to be I need to be in God's presence. I need. So I shifted things around. And the things that I shifted around were problems in my life that I did not recognize as problems, but they were, but they were innocent. You see, we might not find ourselves to be a problem. We might find ourselves to be actually really nice people. Like, we we just, we want to exclude ourselves from not being the issue, obviously, because it's through our own bias to ourselves that we're just not the issue. But I found out that in my personal life, in my personal story with Jesus Christ, I found out that there were people in my life that were problems. But since I deemed them to be loving, innocent, and and just like, like very like nonchalant, I I felt as though, oh, they can't be a problem. (laughs) They're in my life. They cannot be a problem. And I think we deem ourselves to be the same thing. I think we say to ourselves, oh, we're just this loving, kind, we're just this good person that everyone around us is the problem. And we've isolated ourselves out the picture and we said, oh, yeah, we cannot be the problem. You you know how nice I was? You know how generous I was today? I am so good. I absolutely cannot be the problem. We want to deem ourselves to be the perfect human being, the absolute 
perfect human being on this planet Earth that we absolutely cannot be the problem. Like everyone else is like the problem and it's all all it's all them. Right. It's it's totally their fault. Everything. It's all their. It's your co-workers fault. It's it's your this person's fault. It's that person. It can't be me. <laughs> How could it be me? Well, let's track our personality. Let's track who we are. And I'm going to throw myself under the bus. And if you want to throw yourself under the bus, look, you can hop down there with me. There's extra seats. There's even popcorn down here. But I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Me personally, my personality, I am a realist. But I also have a comedic feel. So how does that look for me? I call situations as situations are. I don't, I just, I tell the truth. Like, I, I, I can't lie. I can't sugarcoat it. I, I, I blatantly say, oh, this is happening. It is what it is. It's the truth. One thing that I really hate and I, I really hate above all, I don't like and I hate social mask. What is a social mask? Basically, a social mask is putting on something that you're not. And that's what it is. I cannot do that. I am my real self. The way you hear me right now is how I act like everywhere. And I don't like putting up a mask for other people. If I am the way that I am, I'm never going to like make myself be somebody else. Right. So when I say that I'm a realist and I call problems as they are, I will call you out on your problem making situation that you're doing. I'm going to call you out on it and I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Like, I'm not going to hide your problems just because you're my buddy or you're my friend or or we associate. Uh, no, I'm going to call it as it is. But also in my personality, I have a sense of humor that many people really don't connect with or a lot of people connect with. But me personally, I will make light of a lot of things, a lot of things. And that's just me. Now, that's me. That's how I carry myself in a day-to-day -day situation. But me being a realist and me having a certain sense of humor, that might be a problem for somebody else, even though it's completely innocent for me. It might be a problem. Maybe somebody is not of the mindscape to receive news of such of it is what it is. Maybe somebody's not prepared for that. Maybe you are trying to convey information so innocently. Yes, true. But maybe somebody can find that to be an issue or a problem. So that's my personality. What is yours? Find two traits that you could name that really represents you. For me, it was me being a realist and me having a, a certain sense of humor. What is for you that might be a problem for somebody else? Because that's the real that's the real issue here. We have to identify the things within ourselves that we deem as innocent, but they're they might be problems for other people. And we need to regulate those things. Like, for example, I need to regulate my is what it is mentality. I need to be more sensitive in situations and in, in like <laughs> like say other words than oh it is what it is or this is the reality of the situation or 
I shouldn't like have my sense of humor right there, like insert, like, no, I should act another way. So I don't come off as a problem to somebody else. And I feel like that's the real disconnect. We deem ourselves as perfect human beings because we don't see our imperfections. Our imperfections are inside of the perfect human being reality that we have constructed in our minds. My perfect human being reality is the fact that I'm a realist and I've been that way since a child. And my perfect human being reality is the fact that I might have a sense of humor that somebody finds a issue with. Okay, so how does this connect to this podcast? How does this topic even like connect? Well, this podcast is about mental health and spirituality. And the base, the story behind it is that I went through spiritual division from my previous church and I essentially left God. But then God found me where I was and I kind of came back to him. Like I honestly, I was I left God because I I didn't feel him. I didn't feel his presence in the area that I was. The environment that I was was like of an entire pit full of social mask and that doesn't seem to be the nicest thing to say and we gotta go look back at my perfect human being reality i'm a realist again we're gonna talk about the perfect human being reality i'm going to say that as it is because that's in my personality now for people who are listening to this that may be connected to that story that might have not been the most nicest thing for me to say or even the the thing that they want to hear in that moment but we're going to talk about that how this conversation ties into the podcast is exactly how i used it right then and there i said some things in my point of view is the reality of the situation but in other people's point of view it might be a problem like it might be a problem to hear that joey was so spiritually dead that he literally walked out of church. It might be, even though that story ended in my success story, where I'm absolutely booming in my faith right now, even though that story, that piece of that story ended in me starting this podcast and ended in me, honestly, what I believe is to be making a change into people's lives, even though that story, that piece really changed my life honestly even though all of that it's still my perfect human being reality of being a realist and saying what it is and people might they might not be comfortable with hearing that so that's how this ties into the whole church conversation we as people in our perfect human realities pick Two traits. That's I you you heard my traits. I want to hear from you. What are two traits that you can pull from your personality that are very strong and you might not notice them to the day-to-day basis. That's what we're really talking about here. Things you don't notice, traits that you do not notice. Pick two of them and let's see how your perfect human being reality can like really defer somebody from seeking freedom and really defer somebody from being who they are in in spaces and and being what they want to be through god and just learning how to 
profess Jesus as Lord because we're Christians, right? We're, we've grown up in the church. Like, we are Christian. So to us, our relationship with God is just our relationship with God. It's like sometimes we take for granted our relationship with God because we've had it for so long. But for some people and for unbelievers, it's like their relationship with God happened two minutes ago. <laughs> their relationship with God happened three days ago. Their relationship with God is only a year old. So they don't know how to walk this life with Jesus. They don't know what that looks like. So when we act certain ways as long-term Christians and we act out our perfect human being reality mine was i'm a realist and i have a sense of humor and we act that in church spaces unbelievers or people newer in the faith might look at us and be like whoa whoa that's not god that's not th that's not god first of all they don't even know what god is they don't even know how to process jesus and they look at us living out how we're living and it's like yo hold up, wait a minute. And this is not to say that we should put up a certain social mask. And I've said before, I don't like social masks. Be who you are as who you are. Be who you are. If you are weird, be unashamed and weird. <laughs> Just be who you are. If you are very analytical, be analytical. If you are a jokester, if you have a sense of humor, be that, be that. But my thing about it is be that through Christ. You have to regulate who you are to a certain degree so you're following a godly life. One of the more popular scriptures that I bring up on the Jake's W podcast is Titus 2, 1 through 15. The whole thing, the whole, it's the, it's, the whole thing is beautiful. It really talks about how to live a godly life. And it really, I want to focus on verse 15. Because we can understand how to live a godly life. And we can bring out from scriptures from the Bible of how to live a godly life. And we can live that. But also our toxic traits in our perfect human being realities might slip through. And, and we might like kind of slip up. And if you see somebody slipping up, this is what Titus 2 verse 15 says. Tell these things to the believers. Encourage and correct them using your full authority don't let anyone ignore you. I'm reading from the God's words translation. And what I really want to point out is verse 15, because I think a lot of people, yeah, they don't really, they don't really practice this. Don't let anyone ignore you. Do not let anyone ignore you. Like if you read verse 1 through 14, the Bible goes on and on about how we should be respectful and how older men should be men of honor and how older women should teach younger women to be a certain way to live through Christ. And we can like, again, we can like go through all that. We can like practice all that. But here's the thing. If we do not correct people and we do not call people out when they're not following those 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 things um and we just run along with it that could be really the reason why many people are not having a good relationship with jesus christ it's like if we focus on one authority and that authority just so happens not to be god uh, and we're in a church setting we're in a church space and, and we have that authority over us and they are not following Titus 2, 1 through 14, and we completely forget about the 15th verse, we will feel scared 
timid, completely out of our mind, <laughs> outruled to correct them, to bring it up, to be a realist, to call them out. And that's where it gets a little finicky in church spaces. It, and this is why I really want to like present this message that we might be the problem. <laughs> we might be the problem. And when I mean specifically, like if we have a certain level of authority and we are living out our perfect human realities and we don't see the, the, the bad parts of us and we don't see the, the parts of us that we deem completely innocent and we don't see those things and we absolutely live out as quote unquote Christian and we don't correct those things at all and no one is correcting us. And not even all of that, but the fact that we are in high power and everyone is scared to come against us, that could be an issue. That's the issue. And, and here's the thing. Unbelievers, they find it really easy not to believe something that they have a problem with. Unbelievers find it really easy. Like, Look, if you walk up to your nearest believer, your nearest Christian in the body of Christ, your nearest brother and sister, and you give them problems, you give them issues, they have a belief in God anchored in Jesus Christ enough to look past the person and look to Jesus. But an unbeliever, they don't, they don't have that. They don't have that. And, and, and it gets even worse, right? Unbelievers are one thing. It gets even worse when you have a newer believer who's caught up in this conundrum. It gets even worse because they are now starting their belief in God, right? They're now like coming to Christ a little bit. They're reading the Bible a, a tiny bit, right? And they have their belief system. But now it completely throws them off when they see spiritual leaders or even spiritual people acting like a way. It's like, yo, I just involved my entire future into this movement called Christianity. And now I, I see things and I'm like, wait a minute. What I put my I poured my entire identity into this thing that people are not even acting out themselves. And here's the thing I want to tell you right here. Here's something. I love when unbelievers criticize us. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Actually, I expect it. I expect for an unbeliever to criticize Christianity. That's, I champion that. I want unbelievers to come against us because it gives me a space to sit down with them and be like, hey, I feel you. I get you. But how can I relate with you? H how can I... How can I relate with you? How can I answer some questions that you... I love when unbelievers criticize Christians. I love it. I expect it. I champion. But I do not understand when Christians criticize Christians. I don't I don't understand it. I, I absolutely... I, I, I'm blanked. Can't understand it. And here's where the problem lies when a christian a, a, a man of faith a woman of god is showing negative reactions negative emotions they're like all this other stuff or things that they deem as positive or they deem as normal in their perspective 
when they show those things in church spaces, I can't do anything with that. Unbelievers, they can't do anything with that. And I, I'm very sorry to say, but your dedication to Jesus is absolutely useless. And I'm not saying that you are useless. Let's let's bring context. Like, I'm not saying that you're useless, but think about it. If you are acting a certain way as a Christian and you've had your relationship with God for four, five, ten years and you're acting certain ways and you're not checking yourselves on a daily basis and you have no one around you to really pick your emotions and all this and set you straight. God literally cannot use you. Now, ultimately, God has its plan for every single thing. But in that essence, how are you to walk up to an unbeliever acting the way that you're acting and them actually like believe you <laughs> like them actually like be convinced that Jesus is Lord and that they should surrender their life to Jesus? Your your dedication to the cross becomes like fruitless. It, it, and this is my perfect world of reality coming out. This is my realistic. Re this is me saying it as it is, as I see it. We need to regulate our emotions. We need to regulate who we are so that when an unbeliever sees us or when a newer believer in Christ comes near us, they're like, oh, my gosh, I unbelievers will be like, yo, this guy has happiness that I can't even I don't even know how to contain. And the newer believers will say, wow, I want my new spiritual walk to be like theirs. I really want that. And that is where we stop being problems. We stop being problems when we realize the normalcy of our problems. When we uncover and dust off all the things that we thought about ourselves that were absolutely completely regular and absolutely normal, and we deem them now with a realistic mindset to be, oh, wow, my sense of realism or my sense of a, a, a turned sense of humor, oh, that could be a problem for another person. That could be a problem for another human being. Let me not put up a social mask, but let me just like go through God's word. Titus 2 is a good one. Go through God's word and be like, how can I regulate my personality without being fake, but also like, you know, be myself be who I am and profess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and so I can reach out to another person and they can actually hold on to my words and be like, yo, I want your God or I want to be closer to your God. But this is what I have for you guys on the JXW podcast. Look, I feel as though this can turn into a longer conversation and I will embark on a journey to make sure every single person unbeliever newer believer in long term in the faith believer it knows that we are to act a certain way to be in this christ-like life that we are to carry ourselves in a certain manner and, and, and to really show freedom to other people who don't have the freedom that we have or that we are learning or that we are even walking into 
So if you guys want me to expand on this conversation, really dive into the meaning of all, because I believe this, all of this that I said was surface level, really dive into all of this. Follow all of my social medias at jpoeticsworld. That's poetics spelled with an X, world spelled W-R-L-D. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at jxwpodcast. And if you want to give a monetary gift to the JXW podcast, you can cash at me at J Poetics World. Poetic spelled with an X, world spelled W R L D. Coming into 2023. Yeah, that rhymed. Ah, yeah, but coming into 2023, I have a lot of amazing things that I want to include, add to the JXW podcast that is really equipment wise and to really elevate this podcast to a point where it's done on a professional level. So if you have any interest in adding value, physical value to the Jake's to be podcast, first of all, I appreciate you so much for believing into this vision for literally just like believing into it. If you have any interest into contributing to this vision on a broader, larger scale, Look down in the description and you will find a link to 2023 JXW podcast wish list. This is for all equipment that could be added and really benefit the JXW podcast for long term existence so that we can further have episodes and further spread freedom and further get people connected to their purpose. Well, as we're closing out this episode, I just want to pray, Lord God, thank you for giving us a realization of ourselves, giving us self-awareness to, to regulate who we are and to really be who we are through you. Lord Jesus, I pray for every single unbeliever. I pray for every single believer. I pray for every single person who just is a little shaky on their faith. They're a little new to this. And I thank you for their lives. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. Lord, I thank you for their story and everything that's going to bring forth in their lives so they can find freedom and honestly share that to another human being. And that's the, the, the primary goal. When she's, I pray that all these people will be touched by today's word and that you will honestly do a, a wondrous work in every single person who listens. Thank you for this day, Lord Jesus. Thank you for everything you have done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been another episode of the JXW Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.